Welcome to the Men's Global Livestream. If you have a Bible, you can hold a spot in Matthew chapter 10. That's one of the, the chapters that has some key verses for this session of a new series that we started four weeks ago called Behind the Door. Uh, the big idea, if you're joining us for the first time, that we are exploring and applying is that behind the natural things that we see, the material existence that we live, and the visible life that's all around us that we see and sense, behind that, there is this supernatural reality that all believers in Jesus Christ belong to, and it's called the kingdom of God. And the goal of every man of God is to get behind the door of that natural, material, and visible world that we both see and sense and begin participating and engaging in and living in this realm called the kingdom of God. And more importantly, to seize our role and moment and moments in the kingdom of God that belong uniquely to you and I. So just by way of review, in part one, if you're joining us for the first time, it's just about becoming aware. What's, what's the reality and commission for the man of God to engage the kingdom of God. In part two, we talked about just gaining insight. You know, there's such a thing as tribal knowledge in, in realms that maybe we need to, to navigate that. We talked about gaining insight into the dynamics, the forces, the rhythms of the kingdom of God and the truths that we find in scripture and in the gospels where Jesus reveals the secrets of the kingdom of God. Part three, it's about engagement, all right? Moving from sort of uh, a dormant knowledge uh, to meaningful and active participation in the kingdom of God. And then when you're, when you're in, uh, we talked about in part four, you're gonna get noticed, okay? Others sensing that the kingdom of God is in you. And then now, to conclude this series on Behind the Door, we're gonna talk about just from that basis, growing your intuition so that we can all seize more opportunities as a way of life, not an event, but just as a way of life so that our ongoing active participation in the kingdom of God is, is a lifestyle and almost automatic, okay? Now, another word for the word intuition is instincts, uh, a phrase that describes it is like a sixth sense. Um, it's just when someone has a nose for what's happening that is unseen and yet to happen, but very real, right? Uh, in the military, uh, we've all seen movies where somebody stops, you know, a platoon and then whispers, you know, something's not right here. Uh, they can't explain why and others might not sense what they're sensing. Um, today, we might say uh, that person's spidey senses, right, are, are tingling. Well, there's actually a field of research uh, military ex experts have and researchers have, and it's called perceptual expertise. You might want to make a note of that. It's just the ability to recognize things in your environment uh, reliably. That's a key word. Uh, you recognize things in your environment reliably, automatically, and quickly. You have perceptual expertise. In fact, 
Uh, the United States Navy has invested millions of dollars uh, to train Marines in what they call sense making. That's where you sense your environment, you extract environmental cues, you interpret their meaning and situation based on the situation, and then you connect those clues into a plausible reality so that you can anticipate what's coming or, most importantly, take action, right? Now, why talk about perceptual expertise, sense-making environment, interpreting your environment, connecting clues to anticipate or take action? Well, if you're God's man, the Bible calls for an alert mind, right? That is sensitive to your surroundings, that is sensitive to your environment. More specifically, Jesus tells his followers uh, that they have the ability to recognize and sense the kingdom, the battle, uh, the opportunity to take action, and how that is central to fulfilling the kingdom through your personal missions for him. So question for myself, question for everybody uh, watching, listening, how good is your kingdom to intuition on the battlefield, right? Um, the context of our kingdom assignments involves this, this epic supernatural war. And I just love C.S. Lewis's take on that. He says, there is no neutral ground in the universe. Every square inch, every split second, is claimed by God and counterclaimed by Satan. Wow. So earth, biblically, is a place where there is a supernatural reality called the kingdom of God. This is the super adventure that you and I and every follower belong to. And we have a super story that's connected to the king, his kingdom, and that realm. But there is uh, an opposing enemy and force, and there is there's spiritual battle. So let's kind of lay out the roadmap for session five. We're going to, like we did in parts one through four, we're just going to review a key definition, our key verse for the series, but then we're going to look at some new baseline themes about the kingdom of God and how you relate to it, and then we're going to see it worked out in the first followers. That's just kind of the first section, and then we're going to look at this topic. What does readiness and kingdom intuition actually involve so that we can build our lifestyle around that, our thinking, and then look at some simple disciplines that build upon our kingdom intuition that we have right now where we're at. So let's review key definition, key verse, some core truths, all right? Key definition, the kingdom of God, very important that we we embed this in our minds. The kingdom of God is the supernatural realm and reality where God's purposes, God's presence, and God's power are present, operating, and alongside the natural, the material, and the visible everywhere I am. Okay? It's a supernatural reality. And Jesus talks about how we're supposed to engage that in Matthew 16. This is the key verse for our series. He says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And so um, if we unpack that simply, here's some, some foundational thoughts that we have to have when we think about this supernatural realm and reality where God's power and presence are present and that we're participating. Number one, my spiritual authority 
is delegated, all right, from Jesus. He's giving us his keys to his kingdom. And in other passages right after this one in Matthew, he says, all authority. I will give you authority. So my spiritual authority to work and live in the kingdom of God is delegated from the king of the realm that I'm in, all right? Number two, my spiritual authority is kinetic, okay? And I use that word specifically uh, because that means that um, our activity in the kingdom as described by Jesus here, it's kinetic. It's not a it's not a passive action. It's not a soft action. In fact, in, in military language, kinetic action uh, is a lethal action. Kinetic action involves physical engagement. Kinetic action involves high value targets and it's disruptive to an environment. And that's what Jesus is talking about when a man of God enters into a space to ambassador and advance the kingdom of God, it is disruptive, it shifts that environment, toward God's presence, toward God's purposes, and towards God's plans. One thing is displaced or neutralized, and another thing takes its place. That's what you need to know about the word kinetic. So my spiritual authority is delegated. My spiritual authority is kinetic, it's disruptive. Something's gonna be displaced. And then third, my spiritual authority is spoken out loud. Jesus refers to this, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. That goes back to uh, a Hebrew uh, idiosyncrasy that allows and forbids. And that was a thing in Hebrew culture where you would allow for something uh, to happen and you would disallow or forbid something to happen in a certain space. So those are just three simple truths foundational about the kingdom of God, you have spiritual authority. Isn't that cool? You're deputized by Jesus himself to operate in this supernatural realm that's right alongside your visible life that you see and sense, okay? Now, let's look at a cool vignette of men living this out, living out their spiritual authority, living out a kinetic engagement and speaking it out loud. In Acts 2, you see a kinetic fulfillment by Jesus's men of advancing the kingdom of God. It's in Acts 2, uh, and we're going to read that from scripture. Then Peter stood up with the 11, raised his voice, and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain to you this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. All right. And then Peter goes on to explain the gospel and who Jesus was and what their response should be. Now, we, we, we fast forward to verses 36 and 37. Therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus, whom you've crucified, both Lord and Messiah. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart. Okay, so when you go back and you read Acts chapter two, you see our foundational truths here from the introduction. You see God's men using their delegated spiritual authority. You see a kinetic, lethal, physical engagement, high value targets, people in this case. And then you see this cutting to the heart. The kingdom is in these men. It's coming through these men. They're exercising their spiritual authority. Uh, it's a disruptive and positive kingdom advance. And I wanted you to see that because that's for everybody. 
This isn't just for pastors or missionaries in, in other countries. This is for you and I in the spaces and places that we uniquely occupy in our unique footprint. This is modeled for us, and because it's modeled for us, it's meant for us in God's word, okay? Now, let's get into your own kingdom readiness and intuition and on the battlefield, and I want you to think of this sort of just like an assessment. It's not good or bad, it's just where are you, and then the goal is building on where you are today as we ask the question about readiness and intuition and do you have it? Okay, so let's look at what it involves in terms of dynamics and mindset, all right? Number one, battlefield kingdom intuition involves integrity, okay? Write that word down. Now, biblically, if you have spiritual integrity, and otherwise, in other words, if you are undivided between what you believe and you're striving to align what you believe with how you actually live and think on an increasing basis, the Bible equates that, being undivided between what you believe and how you live, as power. Um, I say many times, your integrity is your anointing. And Jesus not only modeled this, not only did his critics tell him he had spiritual integrity, and that's why he had power, but he also teaches believers that this is the key to power in kingdom life. Listen to what Jesus says in Luke 11. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. But when it is unhealthy, your body is filled with darkness. Make sure, circle that, make sure that the light you think you have is not actually darkness. If you are filled with light, with no dark corners, all right, circle that too. Then, okay, keyword, then your whole life will be radiant or at full power, as though a floodlight were filling you with light. So you see Jesus painting this picture of a believer, light and dark, and then the, the tendency of human beings who are following Jesus to blend light, which is God, and darkness. And Jesus is saying, if you do that, you are going to cut power. And that's why he says, make sure that the light you think you have is not actually darkness. In other words, you're, you're running into battle thinking everything's cool in your blended life where you have 90% of your life is, is light and God, and then you're just, you know, you're giving yourself permission to blend some questionable habits alongside your faith life. Power is cut, right? And I think we all can identify with this that sometimes we just want to give ourselves permission to blend light and dark. Well, if God weren't who he was, maybe that's possible. But this is what the Bible says about God and his relationship with darkness. In 1 John chapter 1, verse 5, it is not in your notes. You might want to make a note of this. It says this, this is the message that we heard from him and declare to you that God is light and in him there is no darkness 
at all. Did you hear that, man of God? So the whole idea related to the human tendency, it's kind of like there's this consumer tendency, like we can just, oh yeah, we have a relationship with God and then we can blend in this and that. And you know, he'll give us a pass you know, on that, where publicly we can be doing certain things, privately we can be doing other things, or maybe even publicly we can declare that we're light and that we're living in the light, uh, but then, you know, we're compartmentalizing a certain area of our life and just reserving that area for darkness and an area where we know um, that that doesn't align with, with what God says. But, hey, you know, we're just kind of giving ourselves permission to do that, and God's like, no, you're cutting the power. I, I like the last phrase of the verse, if you're filled with light with no dark corners. Does that mean you're perfect? No. It does mean that you are aware, right? You, you, are, you are aware, you're watching for, and if there is a stumble or if there is a sin, and we're all going to stumble and sin, the Bible says the righteous man falls but rises again, you know, so that assumes you know, that we're going to fall, even though you're righteous. But if there's no inner conflict, if there's a, a permission-based uh, allowance for there to be ongoing darkness in your life, right alongside a public profession of faith in Jesus Christ, you're not going to be filled with power. Jesus says, only when you, you're having this, this relationship and you're handling maybe some... Um, you know, some parts of your life that are rough, but that you're, you're keeping, keeping that in front of yourself, you're keeping that in front of God, there's daily confession, there's a way to deal with that so that you remain at full power. Full power means integrity, okay? So your kingdom intuition hinges on your spiritual integrity. Remember, that doesn't mean perfection, that just means inner conflict, a relationship with sin that is healthy, that when that happens or we blow it, we confess and repent of it, and then we get back to right relationship with God. Number two, uh, battlefield readiness in intuition involves perceptivity. First is integrity, second, perceptivity. And what does that mean? It just means a heightened sensitivity based on your operating environment. So if Lewis is correct, and he is biblically, that there is no space in the universe where there isn't a claim of that space, every inch of it, for the kingdom of God and a counterclaim by Satan. And that means that our perceptivity has to be on. Like you can't take a vacation from that supernatural reality that's going on all around us. Um, Jesus really encouraged perceptivity. And he would say things to his followers like he said in Matthew 10, verse 16. He said, look, I'm sending you as out as sheep among wolves. Okay, So be as shrewd as snakes and harmless as doves. Okay, So first is operating environment, kingdom of God. It's like Lewis said, Jesus just affirmed that, that, that we're going out as as sheep among wolves you know just think about you know wolves when they attack a sheep they're in a pack they surround i mean we're we're kind of surrounded right so the encouragement is to be what i call a snake dove <laughs> all right now think about it 
shrewd, the word shrewd, right? Calculating, discerning, thinking ahead, um, alert, right? As snakes, shrewd as snakes, okay? Where are snakes, right? Their, their, their belly is on the ground and they sense, their senses are, they have that forked tongue, it comes out, it smells with that tongue, their, their body is on the ground, they can sense vibrations. And that's, that's one aspect of being perceptive, all right? You got a sense, you have a heightened sensitivity. And then harmless as dove, where, you know, if, if you don't have to get into a fight, uh, you don't, you don't want to get into a fight, you know? And using your, your thinking uh, to anticipate things, having a heightened sensitivity, right? And that is, that's a kingdom intuition. So integrity, perceptivity. Third, your readiness and intuition involves sobriety. Okay, the Bible is very clear, biblically, that we're supposed to keep awake intentionally as we live here on earth. Listen to what it says in 1 Peter chapter 1. It says, so prepare your minds for what? Action, right? Exercise self-control. In some of your translations you're reading, keep sober in spirit. Put all your hope in the gracious salvation that will come to you when Jesus Christ is revealed to the world. So you must live as God's obedient children. Listen to these words. Don't slip back into your old ways of living to satisfy your own desires. You didn't know any better then, but now you must be holy in everything you do, just as God who chose you is holy. Now, if you're like me, you have seasons where because of circumstance or distance from God or something going on, disruption, where it kind of pushes you off the mark, right? A loss, a, a situation that's unwelcome, that's unplanned, right? That just kind of pushes you off your mark of consistency. And, you know, that's where, you know, that's probably where the spiritual battle really begins, you know, where now, uh, you could potentially slip back into old ways of living, satisfying old desires that are very familiar to you. But here's the problem. You're conflicted. Before you were a believer, you're just like, well, yeah, of course. But now you're like, there's a dissonance in, inside of you, right? And there is a call to holiness where you might have slipped or slipped back and then there's this call to holiness. It's like, no, you're God's men. You gotta get back on here. Uh, you're, you're in the game and the ball's coming to you and you gotta get ready. You gotta exercise self-control in this moment, right? So when you're thinking about um, being an active participant in the kingdom of God, remember integrity, Remember perceptivity, and remember, remember that we gotta keep awake intentionally. We gotta keep sober in spirit. Remember sobriety. Fourth, um, the kingdom and kingdom intuition involves consistency, okay? And this is a really important um, dynamic in intuition, both from a neuroscience and social science perspective, but more importantly, from a spiritual perspective. Listen to what Jesus says in John chapter three, verse 21. He says this, he who practices truth comes to the light. Okay, remember light and darkness? 
so that his deeds may be manifested as having been wrought in God. So there's that whole principle of practicing truth, right? Uh, and, and coming back to the light, practicing truth, coming to the light. Remember when Jesus said, don't blend light and dark. So practice keeps us in the light, right? Consistency. Now Jesus would call out the inconsistency of his men. Look at what it says in Luke 6, 46. It says this, so why do you keep calling me Lord, Lord, when you don't do what I say? Okay, so Jesus confronted men who misunderstood what following him actually meant. And what following him did not mean is that it's a pick and choose consumer type relationship. Well, I like these things about what you said, but I didn't like what you said there. And yes, I'm a follower, but I pick and choose what I want to follow, which totally is upside down in what following Jesus means. He's the vine. We're the branch. He's the creator. We're the creator. He's the shepherd. We're the sheep. He's the potter. We're the clay. He's the teacher. We're the student. Okay? So, when we find ourselves being inconsistent, you know where you gotta go back to? You gotta go back to, well, what is your view of God and what is the juxtaposition of me and God, all right? And get that right. That's why Jesus positions himself as in the A position and we are in the B position. We are in the following position, we are in the listening position, we are in the obeying position. We, we are in the depending position. We are in the surrendering position because that's what, who he, that's what who he is demands and who we are demands if we're going to be aligned, okay? So when you, have, when you have a right view of God, you'll be consistent, <laughs> right? You'll be the branch. You'll be the clay. You'll be the sheep that depends on protection and provision and leadership from the shepherd, right? You'll be a son that, 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 that looks to the father to model for you. So when you wanna build uh, kingdom intuition, here's what it involves, spiritual integrity, spiritual perceptivity, spiritual sobriety and an and a intentional awareness and pursuit of holiness, and then just a desire to practice what is said, okay? Lastly, kingdom intuition involves urgency, okay, urgency. If you wanna be a part of, uh, if you wanna live and operate in the kingdom of God, uh, you have to have the right mentality. Now, listen to Jesus talk about urgency. He says in John chapter nine to his followers, he says, as long as it's day, we must do the works of him who sent me. Night is coming, listen, when no one can work. In other words, we have limited time and an unknown ending to our ability and capacity to participate in the kingdom of God. There's a beginning and an ending. And here's the thing about the ending, you don't know when it's gonna happen. I was just speaking with my team here and the Everyman uh, Global Broadcast Center just about how in my life, there are people in my life right now and God's calling them home. And it wasn't on their calendar, they didn't write it in, just some things started to befall them. And now it's like, man, time is really, really short. So you gotta work while we have the light of day and operate in the kingdom 
of light. Uh, in Romans chapter 13, this sense of urgency uh, that with which Coach Paul the Apostle speaks to the believers in Rome is so cool. He says it this way. He says, the night is nearly over. The day is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. In other words, it's like, okay, this is like a two-minute drill. All right? We got to live life with a little bit more urgency, right? So those are some of the things that, that the kingdom uh, intuition requires. You got to think like this. You got to think about, okay, integrity, life loyalty. I got to think uh, heightened awareness. Um, I got to think, um, you know, urgency. I got to, I got to think of sobriety. I got to think of consistency. Man, if, if, if I have those things, um, then I'm going to be an active player and taking territory for God's kingdom in my life. So it's more mindset thinking. Now, let's talk about how to really build all of those in with some practices and discipline. In this section, I, I highlighted it as kingdom intuition and instincts equal kingdom disciplines, okay? The more you practice anything, okay? The more you do it, the longer you do it, um, that discipline creates behaviors that become automatic. Uh, the military knows this. Um, in fact, that's why they drill and train and drill and train and drill and train. Um, and they pick domains where they drill and train so that when you're in the battle, reactions and responses, you know, become automatic. They have a good battlefield intuition sense training kicks in, okay? Same is true in the kingdom of God, and that's what we're going to learn. So let's, let's look at some of these kingdom disciplines that will build, with repeated practice, kingdom intuition. Number one, there has to be a disciplined digesting of God's word. Okay, and what do I mean by that? It means it's in me. Okay, God's word is in you. All right, look at what it says in Hebrews 5.14. It says, solid food, okay, biblical truth, is for those who are mature, who through training, circle that, through training, have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. Okay, so there's this, this connection between solid biblical truth, digesting it, that's growing us, maturing us, and then through training, okay, time, digesting uh, in uh, God's word, internalizing it, applying it, digesting it, reading it, applying it, daily waking up, reading it, meditating on it, thinking about it, applying it, right? That builds kingdom intuition. It's sort of like that picture. You might want to make a note here, Psalm 1. You know, blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, or sit in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. The Bible says if you do that, you'll have the skill to recognize kingdom dynamics, kingdom forces, kingdom opportunities, the example of Christ, the priority of God. But it all starts with you having a close relationship, listen, with this weapon, okay? I live real close to Camp Pendleton. We Guys show up, 
there at Camp Pendleton, guys who have some or limited experience with weapons, when they when they when they graduate uh, boot camp, they have experience now. But it's that discipline, drilling, guys. This is this is your life. This is like oxygen to your kingdom life. This has to be breathed in, internalized, meditated upon, and digested. Secondly, we got to talk about how kingdom intuition is is built and grown by disciplined believing what God says is true. Now, in a you do you world or live your truth, you know, world it, 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 it puts the, the, the created person above the creator. And that's, again, what's your view of God? Now, when, when God says it, something, uh, because he is who he is and because he has all the omnis, you know, he's omniscient, he's omnipotent, and he's loving, and he has our best interest in mind, right? You know what our job is to, is to do when he speaks? We believe it. Okay? And, and belief is, is an intellectual, mental, and physical response to what we believe is true. Now, here's the key to getting in to where God is and getting into this promise of powerful kingdom living. Look at what it says in Hebrews 5.14, because this has been an ongoing problem, right? People who know God or experience God, but in moments, they, they miss where he's at or where he wants to take them. Uh, it says this in Hebrews 5.14, talking about Israel. It says this, And to whom did God swear that they would never enter his rest, if not to those who disobeyed? So we see that they were not able to enter because of their what? Unbelief. Okay, so it's one thing to digest, hear, internalize what God says, but then with both thinking and living, believe it, that it's true. Listen to what Jesus says in terms of believing. Mark 9, he says, Jesus said, if, there are no ifs among believers, anything can happen. No sooner were the words out of his mouth than the Father cried, then I believe. In some of your translations, it says, with man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. I love the message translation. It's like, when God speaks, it's not like, well, if you can do that. No, God can do that. <laughs> if God says something's true, it's true. And the truest thing about anything is what God says is true. Get that in your brain. The truest thing about anything is what God says is true. And so then it's like, well, if we believe that's true, how do we know that we actually believe it? Well, we live in light of it. You'll see in our actions, our beliefs. Behaviors reflect beliefs, okay? So if we wanna grow that kingdom intuition, we gotta digest God's word. We gotta believe what God says is true. Third, we need disciplined praying for God's kingdom to come. We pray God's kingdom come. You know, when you think about practice, practicing being a kingdom man who serves his king in the kingdom of God, this supernatural adventure in reality, man, that's, that's what we're praying. We're asking 
the kingdom of heaven to which we have keys to, to come into places on earth. Look at what the Bible says about this idea and frequency of praying. It says this, and pray in the spirit on all look, occasions, circle all, with all kinds of prayers and requests. Keep, with this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's pre people. Pray also for me that whenever I speak, words may be given to me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel. Man, that is a kinetic environment. And you wanna get kinetic, you wanna start using spiritual weapons, you wanna start being disruptive, you wanna start taking ground, start praying. If you're not feeling powerful as a servant in the kingdom, powerlessness reflects prayerlessness, okay? And the Bible is saying, this is not an event, this is where my thinking is praying and my praying is thinking. And pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. Right? And what are we doing? We, we are calling down God's kingdom into situations. And if, and if you don't know exactly what to pray, you pray Jesus' name and you ask for God's kingdom to come and his will to be done in this situation. So I'm digesting God's word. I'm believing what God says is true. I'm praying God's kingdom to come into the space that I occupy, listen to what it says in Matthew 6, verses 9 and 10. This is Jesus talking. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So if there's any doubt that you live two-dimensionally and that you can't ask God's heavenly agenda for his kingdom rule and realm to come into this space. There's your biblical direction and support for that. Okay, so we, we have digesting God's word, believing in what God says is true, praying God's kingdom come. The next discipline that will get you staying in and living in God's kingdom with a lot of intuition is disciplined risking for God's kingdom. Okay, and, and this goes with time to take your swings. Okay, God is gonna deliver moments to you where you can choose your will or his will. God's gonna put you in situations where you're gonna have to decide, am I gonna be God's man here or am I gonna be the world's man? Uh, am I gonna speak up? Am I gonna uh, use my delegated authority and speak into this or act into this situation or am I going to retreat? All right, now again, the idea is disciplined risking for God's kingdom. That, if you're saying, Kenny, does that mean taking steps of faith? 1,000%. Because risking is just uh, another way of describing um, faith, right? Which is committing before knowing, right? It's a risk, right? Jesus talks about uh, this. He talks about it in many places, but he talks about it in Mark 8:35. He says this, if you try to hang on to your life, you'll lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake and for the sake of the good news, you will save it. So do you see the tension there? You're going to come to intersections where your kingdom identity is going to be calling you to do something for the kingdom. And then it's, there's going to be a tension and there's going to be a counterclaim and a counter suggestion by Satan, which is nah, you should kind of pull back from that. 
you'll you you might be rejected. You might be put on uh, you know that list and not get invited back. You might be no. We reject the liar and fear and a lie. And what we do is what Jesus says. Okay, we give up ourselves and what we think we might lose for His sake, and we move forward. Right. I think what I love about Jesus's honesty about kingdom living is just that there's no such thing as a safe faith life, (laughs) right? That's how we're saved. That's how we experience God. That's how we experience the kingdom. It's all by faith. Um, And that's what we learn in scripture. You might wanna write down Hebrews 10, 38 and 39. My righteous one will live by faith. And if he shrinks back, I'm not gonna be pleased with him. But we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but those who believe and are saved. Meaning we move forward in faith. If God says it, I'm gonna apply it and I'm gonna do it before I know the outcome. I'm Because I trust him, right? So we have disciplined risking for God's kingdom. And lastly, we have disciplined calling down of God's will. Okay, and this is where we reflected in the opening part where, you know, God's kingdom is kinetic uh, and it's spoken out loud. Um, This idea of advancing the kingdom of God where it's, it's in us, we sense it, um, because we're, we're in God's word, we're, we're believing with God's true, we're, we're praying for God's kingdom to come, um, and now we're about to take a step. Now, this is the step. We're going to speak words, and now we're going to start bringing the will of God into a circumstance. We're going to start speaking it directly and indirectly, and we're going to start displacing something kinetically, Darkness, not God's will, the devil, the world, the flesh. We're going to start displacing it. Look at what Jesus, how Jesus responded uh, in a space where he called down God's will. Jesus answered, the Bible says, It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Now, in this context, it's a battle with Satan. Satan is trying to limit Jesus' kingdom advancing power by getting him to compromise. So Satan makes a suggestion. What does Jesus do when that suggestion comes into his mind? He says, it is written. Kingdom men know those three words. And if that's not a part of your vernacular in your life, let me just suggest that that is like bullets for your magazine. It is written written. You want to ambassador and advance the kingdom of God? You need to know what's written. That's why we're talking about these disciplines, this digesting, believing, praying, and risking. You got to have it in you, right? So that you can say, it is written. Now you can squeeze the trigger. The Bible calls it a sword, the sword of the spirit. That sword is put into the sheath of your heart, right? It's deposited in your heart, and then when the moment comes, out it comes, right? The sword, and that's what Jesus does here. And if what Jesus does for us here in this, what he models for us is meant for us. And it's just the key part of it is living, right? Man does not live by bread alone. It's, it's not the natural material visible, the, it's but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Now. One last word on this 
calling down of God's will. You got to know how powerful that is for supernatural spaces, okay? For the kingdom of God. That's what gets you knocking down doors and taking territory, is your ability to understand that your authority is delegated, you can take kinetic action, and you can speak out loud God's will through prayer or a direct declaration. Listen to what the Bible says about God's word. Hebrews 4.12. God means what he says. What he says goes. His powerful word is sharp as a surgeon's scalpel, cutting through everything, whether doubt or defense, laying us open to listen and obey. Nothing and no one can resist God's word. If you feel me getting animated, you're feeling my excitement for you on the battlefield. For you to to unsheath, take out of your scabbard, God's word, to exercise your delegated authority, call down God's will, risk for God's kingdom, and to speak God's will and way onto a situation, into a situation, onto a person, pray his word, pray his will, and man, God says, Nothing and no one can resist God's word. What situation are you in today where you need to call down God's will and God's promise? Don't wait. Do it. Okay? There's probably a situation that you're thinking about, a person that's connected to you, a situation in your home, your marriage, a situation at work, someone who's connected to you, and you need to call down God's word into that situation. So then we have to make a decision. Are we going to advance or are we going to retreat? Now here is an observation by Jesus himself that should sober us all. Listen to this declaration of Jesus. Ready? The kingdom of heaven is advancing forcefully and forceful men lay hold of it. Guys, that's, that's the whole reason we did this series called Behind the Door. You know, there's, there's a kingdom, there's a king, there's a rule, there's a realm that you belong to that you're supposed to be participating in. But you're going to have to grab onto it. It's like a raging, forceful, class five, rapid, that is traveling at millions of cubic feet per second as you observe it and you gotta jump in and you gotta grab on and you need to participate you know you're as a believer moving in something that's already moving kingdom of God is moving. God's on the move. He's, he's operating. His power and presence is moving. His plan is moving. Are you a part of it? Do you want to be a part of it? Well, then say yes to king and kingdom and forcefully advancing it with me right now. Father, thank you for the man who is, is listening to my voice right now. Jesus, Thank you for being our king. Thank you that you have delegated your authority to us. Thank you that you have invited us to take action, lethal, physical, disruptive action to displace darkness 
and the enemy with king, kingdom, and the agenda of the kingdom. But Lord, we confess that we need to train up. In our thinking, we have to remember that you require spiritual integrity, perceptivity, spiritual sobriety, that we're awake to this reality, consistency, and Lord, just the same sense of urgency you had that as long as it's day, we gotta, we gotta get at it. So help us now create a life that is built around digesting your word, that's built around believing what you say, that's built around praying God's kingdom to come, that's built around risking for your kingdom and calling down your will. And as we do it, Lord, build us up. And we know, God, that as we do this and as we build our life around these disciplines, that we're going to get good. We're going to develop that kingdom intuition through the power of your spirit, which will expand our intuition and instinct. So, God, thank you for this series. I pray now that there will be kinetic disruption in all the lives of all the men who are listening to this prayer and praying it with me. We say yes and amen in Jesus' name. And God's men said amen and amen. Well, thanks for joining us for this series. If you liked it, go ahead and share it with a friend, and we'll see you next time here on the Men's Global Livestream.